Welcome back. What a sweet opportunity to feel held in love just as we are. And I am many things as we all are. I am not just a benevolent keeper of broken things. I'm also responsible for breaking things. And I am a witness to the people I love breaking things. This has never felt more true than it has over the past couple of months when we have been literally breaking lots of things. We're currently renting a furnished house until we can move into our permanent home here in Fort Collins. We have our clothes, we have our computers, we have a few household items, and everything else we own is in storage right now. This means that we are surrounded by things that belong to the owners of the home that we're renting, things that don't belong to us. We sleep in their beds, we eat off their plates, I read their magnets when I go to open the refrigerator, and like most rental situations, before we ever moved in, we entered into an agreement with the owners, stating our sincere intention and commitment to take care of the home and leave it exactly as we had found it. And in this nicely appointed home, it feels like we are just breaking and ruining everything. Have I mentioned to you that I have young children? <laughs> All right, so I have a little show and tell for you this morning. This colorful butter dish from Mexico accidentally got elbowed off the table. So you can see this big crack right here and the broken pieces inside. Uh, there was a glass soap dispenser once that was identical to this one that got shattered completely in the bathroom. Um, so there's nothing left to salvage. I couldn't bring that to show to you. Uh, besides lots of damaged objects, uh, the other night as the sun was setting, I attempted to walk from our darkened backyard into the light of the kitchen, and I walked face first into the screen door, um, so I ripped it with my face. And there have been other casualties. For example, I looked out the kitchen window one afternoon, and I saw that my two-year-old was playing very quietly and happily by himself. That really should have been my first warning. Uh, he was crouched on this sturdy stone fire pit in the backyard. He was intensely focused on something. And he looked safe and happy. So I took advantage of those few minutes to prepare dinner, kind of get the table set. And when I went outside to take a closer look at what he was so busy doing, he was actually destroying the fire pit. He was picking at the crumbly grout that held the stones together and he ripped off some big chunks of it. There have been many other stains, dents, and cracks and things, and I'm really starting to think we're never going to get our deposit back. But we've left those chunks by the fire pit. And as you can see, we set aside the butter dish. We set aside any other salvageable broken items because they are not our broken things. I don't know what their significance might be to the owner. They might wish to keep those broken things. They're not ours to dispose of. What is ours to do is to be honest about what is broken, to be honest with ourselves, 
to name it, and to take responsibility for what happened. This is another aspect of practicing self-honesty, truth-telling and making amends. And this aligns with the season that our Jewish siblings have been observing lately, the days of awe, which began with Rosh Hashanah and will culminate soon in Yom Kippur, which starts tonight. And during this time, Jews take time for deep introspection and a serious moral inventory. So starting at sundown tonight, our Jewish kin will begin a day of fasting, reflection, and prayer, asking forgiveness for the wrongs they've committed in the past year, and pledging renewed efforts for the coming year. It is a time of radical self-honesty and getting oriented oriented towards the holy, oriented toward fellow humans, and getting reoriented toward goodness and right action in their own hearts. And it is considered the most holy day on the Jewish calendar. It starts with naming hard truths and asking forgiveness for causing pain. And this is not in order to feel relieved or unburdened or to just get it over with and go through the motions. But this is because the act of telling the truth and owning our mistakes and transgression is itself redemptive and liberating. Telling the truth sets us free. And we are living in a moment in our country when Taking responsibility for wrongdoing and simply telling the truth is staggeringly absent in the public arena. When climate change is denied in the face of record-setting wildfires, when police are not held accountable after murdering an innocent sleeping Black woman in her own home, when facts about a global pandemic are refuted and repressed, Working our capacity to name and tolerate hard truths and make amends is a revolutionary practice. Telling the truth ultimately leads us in the direction of freedom, freedom in our own hearts, freedom in our world. And this is why in the Talmud, a famous rabbi teaches that Yom Kippur, this day of very serious business, the most holy day, is the happiest day of the year. And it's because this is the day that reminds each person of the possibility of transformation. What a thing to celebrate. It's an opportunity to face the future with a renewed and open heart. Renee Brown puts it this way, owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy.